what's going on? Everybody, you've got the cardboard coach here with your boy, Coach Co. And team, today we've got a very special guest on the podcast today. We got Dr. Jay in the building. No, not Julius Irving. You've got Giannis. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing very well, Coach. How are you doing? Beautiful. Uh, I got your name right. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's it's Giannis on Facebook and all the socials because of my uh, relatives in Greece. Yeah. But everybody calls me John, but I love that people call me Giannis. <laughs> if only I could ball like that guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he just yeah. picked up Damian Lillard next to him. I was in class, and some of my students were like, "Sir, what do you think, Giannis Raptors? Blah blah blah." I'm like. And then the guy goes, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then the dude comes back from the bathroom. He's like, oh, by the way, Lillard to the Bucks." I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. And it's crazy because it's, I, there were rumblings that Giannis wanted out if they weren't willing to, like, like upgrade the team. And yeah. there was rumblings that Dame was going to go to Toronto. Like, I remember updating my watch list, like, two nights ago, like, before the trade actually happened. And uh, I was, like, I was trying to snag, like, a, like a Dame if he were to come to Toronto because, like, you and I are both in Toronto and like anything Toronto in Toronto is like super liquid. And um, I was like, you know what? Like I guarantee if you grab something now, you know, it might have a little bit of a bump uh, either when the trades announced or, you know, going into the season. And when he got traded to the bucks, I was like, man, I was like, I'm also kind of happy I didn't buy because it would have taken a while to like ship. And then, you know, by the time it's all set and done, you're like, why do I have this? Right. So uh, I'd like to talk, I mean, for those who don't know who you are, you are someone who I see at card shows locally all the goddamn time. And I want to talk about that a little bit. How many card shows would you say you go to a year? I'm not even going to ask you like how many you've gone to in your life, because I don't even think you know the answer to that question, but how many do you think you can go to a year? I think the frequency by month, about 20, 25 times a year, maybe 30. That's fucking crazy. You see what I mean? And that's why, yeah, I know, I know. And that's kind of why, like, I want this episode to be just a straight up hobby episode, you know, just like, I was like, this guy's the perfect guy to have on, to talk just hobby. And especially because every interaction I've had with you has been uh, genuine and the conversation's always been about cards and not necessarily like what's going up or what's going down, but like what you're looking for. Like, you know, when I ran into you, at a card show two weeks ago, very small local show. Shout out the Lee Side Show. Okay. Yeah. And um you were looking for um a, a Kareem. You're looking for a Kareem rookie, right? Yeah. Like so random, you know, like it's not random, but at the same time, like you're at you're in a like a it's not a basement, it's like a a rec center, uh, you know, like you're at a rec center in Toronto looking for a, a Kareem rookie card. And yep. what's even crazier is you managed to find one. Yep. <laughs> that is wild, man. Just talk to me about that. So what does your collection look like? How do you determine what you're picking up next? And like, just go go with it. Okay. So I think my, my main interest is, uh, is hockey. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of certain players and certain teams. So, and it's a combination of, certain players but also players that i think i believe in that are in the long run so obviously you got your mcdavid's and your matthews um so yeah 
uh, my collection, I'd say it's about 80% hockey and 20% other. And within the other, it's a combo of baseball, basketball, and just a tiny bit of soccer. Nice. And Pokemon and Pokemon because my nephew's obsessed. Awesome. <laughs> Pretty much. What? Uh, so your are your nephews obsessed? So you you collect Pokemon? I collect them and I hold on to them for him. That's pretty I give cool, I give him I give them the good ones, but you know, like I just don't want him going to school and getting rolled for a for a Charizard PSA ten whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, dude, dude, this kid's like a black belt. He'll like put people down, but I I just don't want I you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's different. It's like it's it's not a physical game; it's a mental one. You know, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, yeah, it's it's uh those shows are just fun to go to. I mean, like it's like. You you see your friends there. It's it's like it's social. It's and 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 the thing is is going and doing deals and trades and whatever. It's always about for me, um, the experience of doing the trade or whatever. It's not about like oh I got this and I just like totally like scam that guy that I got this for this much. Like that's what eBay's for. I'm, <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just busted. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, you know, I got a Crosby RPA on eBay. Not, not the true RPA, just a and a Crosby RPA from uh, uh, Hot Prospects Fleer. Good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it on eBay because the person posted it, and it said Sydney Crosby jersey card. That was the listing. Really? I got it with one bit. What did you get it at? If you don't want me asking. Uh, nine hundred. With all the honesty, nine hundred. That's not bad. Sticker yeah. auto, right? Uh, sticker auto, That's but okay. BGS nine, third highest in pop with two colors. Oh man, what are the colors? Gold? You got some gold? Uh, no, it was the purple. Is that you know that alternative penguins? Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Light baby blue thingy. Yeah, yeah. This guy said, hey, "I'll take it. I'll purple. take it." It's fucking blue. This guy. <laughs> it's the Columbus Blue Jacket version. Right? It's a good thing they don't got you teaching colors yeah. in school, man. Yo, you know that card? They made a mistake <laughs> with that card. They put the wrong guy. I don't know if you see it on eBay. It's like the error. I think they had like Latin. Whitney. It's Whitney, I think. Whitney. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Whitney. yeah, yeah. It was like. And they're, they're, and now people are like, oh, shit, but it's his autograph. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. That's like a, it's like a common error card of that of the 2005s. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Sidney Crosby, man. Like, I feel like he's got to be one of the most disrespected like players in the hobby. Yeah, I think I think in his first couple of years, I mean, he's amazing and fallen from the beginning, like like anybody else. But in the beginning, he was kind of like a whiny little like whatever right yeah yeah well i mean his nickname was literally sid the kid you know what i mean like yeah like and i mean it still is but like it, he was just like like a kid you know like whereas like i feel like obi was just like a like a beast like that guy was running people over he was like way more chauvinistic like he had the hot stick a uh, don cherry hated alex Ovechkin, man yeah he, the whole yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah 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 he you hated know, it that game that game that they had that playoff game where they both got a Hattie in the same game. And it was like listening to it on the radio. I was driving somewhere. I was hearing it on the radio, the highlights. They're like, yeah, he got a Hattie. He got a Hattie. I'm like, what the hell? I got to get to see this game. Yeah. Crosby won the series, I think, though. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, that happened frequently, man. You know what I mean? Up until recently. And then that's kind of when we knew that that Ovi was going to get that cup that year. Because they finally knocked out the Penguins. Or... 
I don't know if they played each other. I think it was like the first time in a while they hadn't played each other. I think I think they did. I think he exercised the demons there. Yeah. It, it's it's very interesting. I mean, when we like sit back and like think about the lineage between these two players, especially as we go into this new this new era, because I mean the Penguins didn't make the playoffs for the first time in God knows how long last season. Same thing with the Capitals. It was the first time that we didn't have Ovi or Crosby in the playoffs basically since the rookie seasons, right? So it um you know, it's underrated rivalry, rivalry for sure. I don't think McDavid and, and Matthews have that same, you know, it's like McDavid's in a, in a league of his own right now, you know? Oh, this is uh, nuts. So there's a guy I knew, like he's in Australia now. He's, he, he went to university of hers, like a kid that I used to tutor a long time ago. And he got to play, uh, not junior, but whatever it is before junior. I, I don't know, like the divisions below yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. He played with McDavid on whatever the, team was yeah. somewhere new market like or something peewee or something yeah so yeah. true story guys like the guy the guy that i know anyway he said uh there was the third period they were down by like three goals and the goal just tapped connor mcdavid and goes okay go tie the game connor <laughs> you just go out, ties it like it's nothing you know like he's ordering drive through just That's like true. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> So he told me that before the rookie year, and I'm like, whoa. So that's what's happening, and then the whole Erie Otters, like the insanity, but jeez, man. Did you – so you have, a, I mean, a considerable amount of McDavid stuff, including a, a black label, right? Yeah, actually, I I, I, I was going to do show and tell. I have it here. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's but, a, that's a $30,000 card right there. I can't believe it. Uh, so – so what did, a, you, what did you – so, I mean, we don't yeah, really yeah. care too much about prices, right? Like Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, when did you buy this card? Okay, so I the, this card, I got it um, a couple years ago, a year and a half ago. It's a funny story, uh, really funny story, like just like, like serendipity kind of a story. But I usually kind of keep track of what I have into it based on what I traded or paid for earlier. So I, mm-hmm. I know what so I have So you consistently, like, do you consistently track the value of those cards? Um, I only, I kind of keep, I kind of, it's like, you know, people do like stocks and do like an index. Yeah, I don't have yeah. the time for that, but I, for me, I'm, I'm pretty good with the numbers. So I just track key indicator cards, which is basically like a quick eBay or Terra peak search or whatever, one thirty search. And then I just keep track of it like that because I tend to observe, uh, for the higher end cards, there's particular ratios that kind of establish between the different tiers of cards. Like you got your uh, like platinum cards, whatever the the gold to the emerald is like a three to one. Yeah, great dependent, of course. Uh, and then the the black label to a to a gold label ten is like a certain ratio as well, depending it's on like, the like it's close to eight, I think. No, yeah, I have no freaking clue. Like the the deal for this card here. That's exactly how this deal went down for that. For the black label was that um, I didn't both both my friend and I that traded for it. Um, we we wanted to keep it within the same player, so we're both making a lateral move that way. Yeah. This way, this way, neither of us would feel bad if you know, like, let's say that I gave him my big Matthews and he took and I got his big McDavid, and then Matthews like 
craps or whatever mcdavid's shit after or gets or hurt or something yeah and then yeah. I, I would feel bad or he would feel yeah. i don't want i don't want to feel bad i don't want to feel bad after i love that you care so much about like the the well-being of the other person not just like immediately following the deal but like over the course of like that card's history i mean it's it, it's you're gonna see them in the shows and and thank you and and it's nice you know like we're you know i'm not here i mean there's there's a way to to monetize and to you know like to turn it more um enterprising or what have yeah. you yeah i mean i i'm honestly my goal is just to like i want one day to be able to go into the the safety deposit box and be like oh here's my three cards that's it yeah you know? but yeah. uh so like is your goal to consolidate everything i'm sorry i'm like I'm yeah like, okay yeah, yeah no it's good i'm, I'm yeah. my, my brain's uh yeah yeah that's okay that's all good yeah. um the um the goal is to consolidate. Yeah. So like essentially what ended up happening was over the course of like, I started going back into the hobby heavy around Matthew's year. Um, and when I'd go to the shows, there was a good friend of mine. I, I don't know if he wants me to mention his name, so I might just pass on that. That's but okay. yeah. he's a really good friend of mine, like a mentor. He's, you know, he's a little bit older and he very wise with the hobby. So we would go to shows together and we still good friends. Uh, we had tables together often. Um, he, I'd be, I'd be with him at a show, and I'd be like, you know, I want to buy a, I want to buy a card, and I'm looking at some random stuff, and I'd have like three, four hundred bucks or whatever it was at the time, and he'd be like, awesome, this guy's like Yoda. He'd be like, do you want that shitty card, or do you just would you would you rather buy another McDavid? And I'm like, you know what, I'd rather buy another McDavid. So I just kept on buying BGS nine McDavid's at every show, like, and repeat and rinse and repeat, like. <laughs> Really, and that's, kind of, and that's kind of what happened. And then there was enough of those that I traded those up for for gold labels, and then I had enough gold. I felt like I'm playing Monopoly, getting hotels, and then okay. I, and then I didn't have enough gold labels. So eventually, I met Tim Hortons with this random person who I had just met because we I bought a card off of him off of Facebook. You know, you want to meet him public, whatever. Yeah. We met at a Tim Hortons at a at a SO gas station, Tim Hortons before nice. the expo one day, nice. and it was two years ago. And I'm like, I won't say his name. I'll just call him Bobby, okay? So it's okay. like, hey, Bobby, you know, he goes, what's your dream card? Because he's a big, big collector. And I'm like, like, my dream card is a black label McDavid. And he starts laughing. And I go, why are you laughing? It's not, you know, it's attainable, hopefully. Yeah. And then he goes and shows me his phone. And he just has a picture. And it has two black label McDavid's and just surrounded by a plethora of McDavid's. I thought it was like a Andy Warhol. It was just, <laughs> just McDavid, dude. I was like shitting myself. And I go, I go, what will it take? Yeah. And he goes, so we we thought about it, we iterated, and then the next and then the next year in the same parking lot with my nephew present, because I took him to the show. Um, we did the deal. I I it doesn't I won't say what the trade consisted of, but essentially it was uh, some gold label McDavid's, and it, I gave him a, a cup a cup rookie auto of his but not the cup rookie auto yeah okay yeah i mean that's a considerable deal do you so i mean obviously you you found a system that works for you right like you know that you're just mcdavid and matthews are your guys right like are those do you do you ever like stray from that and like or like is it still oh, yeah. always your friend yeah yeah so like i think my my the larger kind of like strategy for me and i don't mean just like from collecting or like value wise yeah um i like uh black label uh cards 
of certain players. I like high gloss and uh, OPG platinum, preferably emeralds. Were you so, buying? Were you buying OPG platinums before they took off, like two years ago? I bought. I bought pretty much the entire rainbow, non-auto rainbow, of Ma- except for the emerald, the golden treasure. Forget the golden treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of them. Ma- Matthews, Marner. And Nylander, pretty much the entire unsigned rainbow for way under around like 2k, maybe the whole thing. The the Emerald just sold for the Emerald Matthews just did like 4k like a few days ago, I think. Oh, the, was it a PSA 9? I'm not sure. I think it was a PSA 9. That'd be good news. Yeah, Thank I, you. yeah, I got, yeah, it's. I think it was uh, Hockey Cards Gong Show posted it, and there was like actually a lot of people that were like, How is it such an increase? in because the the last comp was like 2019 i think and what people don't understand who don't collect hockey is that opg platinum for a while was like a like a dead product because like hockey card collectors didn't give a fuck about the shiny or like like they 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 wanted nothing to do with shiny stuff right like it was yeah it's just they're like i want cardboard you know and like the most i want from you is like a like a serially numbered you know, like they were cool with like like exclusives and high glosses, but you know, you have all these different parallels. They were like, no, don't want that, don't care. I just want, and that's one of the reasons why young guns are so liquid. Like, I truly don't know if like other people or people who collect other sports realize just the liquidity in young guns. Like, it is the staple. Yeah. Like, there are so many different sets when it comes to football and basketball. You know, you could argue that like optic is like is it better because on card autos and like then prism, but like there's no question whatsoever that the most collectible cards in hockey are young guns. Period. There's not a debate. This is uh you're you're so you're so right. Like I can go to a show and let's say I want to get a card and I don't have enough money to cover the full price of it. I can. I can be like I I'll fill it in with like a McDavid young gun. I don't have that many McDavid young guns anymore after getting this bigger one, but um, like that you can just use it as like a cash. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. They're like yeah. there's just there's so much liquidity in them. Regarding the platinum, so that mentor friend I was telling you about with um with regard to just buy a McDavid, <laughs> whatever yeah. whatever bonehead idea I have, just say buy a McDavid instead. Yeah. Um, he's the one. Because he got me hooked into platinum, he goes, "You mark my words, John." He goes, "Once the Americans start, because they like the colorful basketball cards, especially once they get locked into these platinum cards, there's going to be a lot more uh, excitement and demand for it." So yeah, because I mean, at the, for those were untouchable for a long time, and like I, I mentioned, the Hockey Cards Gong Show, they posted something recently where there was a comp of a Matthews Emerald, which is for those people who aren't listening, is number to five or are listening and don't aren't aware. It's number to five. Uh, ten. Ten. Sorry, my apologies. Sorry, right. sorry. No, no, you're right. It was a number to ten. Um, and the last sale on it was like something crazy, like four hundred and ninety eight dollars US. You know, like. <laughs> It was ridiculous. And like the last sale was like four, like a 4K, I think. So you know, like, we're talking about like a 10X in, in f- 10 years or five, in five years, less than five years, right? So it's uh, it has less to do with the fact that Matthews, I mean, he put up a heart trophy, sure. But like the whole market did like one of these, right? Like his stuff flattened. His PSA 10 Young Gun was 
3k at one point now it's down to about 1100 bucks so you know it, it's uh it's not a matter of like him having a crazy amount of accolades during that time although he did win a few trophies it's more to more so to do with the fact that opg platinum has now become like a household name and in fact like a lot of people desire seismic golds and like there's people that specifically collect opg platinum now and it's wild that the seismic gold i mean the value wise on the emerald still higher but it's the the seismic gold it's just it's gold Way it's more like, design, way it's more like the leprechauns, you know, like it's gold. <laughs> <laughs> gold it's for true. the emerald, but it's also part of like the the like the the U.S. stuff, right? Because there's plenty yeah. of like RPAs even that are like numbered, like much much shorter oh, printed, yeah, the... nicer nicer patches, right? But it's like not a gold, or it's you know what I mean. Like there's so many faux pas in the hobby that if you're if you're not well versed, you're like. Okay, normally shorter printed stuff you would think is like more desirable because there's less of them. It's like, well, no, I'd actually rather have an out of 50 gold than have like an out of 10, like not not true RPA, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. wild. You know, the other thing about being so niche about these platinum emeralds, for example, is that people tend to remember that, oh, yeah, that's the guy that likes the emeralds. So then I'll be just hanging out at Expo. And uh, and I I was sharing a space with a, with a friend at the last expo, and look at oh you're the you're, you're the emerald dude. I'm like yeah, and then dude oh here's a Jason Robertson emerald. Do you want it? Uh yeah, <laughs> let's really? do the so You snagged like, the, like the J Rob emerald. Yeah, I got the emerald auto actually at the uh, at the April show. Good for you, and they're on card too. On card, that's another thing. So I'm I'm a big Caprizov fan. That's yeah. another thing I've been on. So Kaprizov, um, I know people might not like this comment, but it's okay. It's just an opinion. No, no, go uh, for it. I was so happy that his cup auto was a sticker, because uh, because what happens is uh, it goes, goes, uh, the emerald SP, auto authentic and SP then, and on then card. yeah. And but, then... but the only thing is, is this the. The platinum came out first, and the allure. Now, I'm in my humble opinion. I think platinum is better than allure, um, but allure and platinum, from what I know, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, um, were the only times that he had on card rookie autos where he wrote his number on the jersey. Oh, really? So if I have a, I have the auto somewhere. I brought some of the cards from the bank, yeah. but uh, but the the auto says Karolka Prizov ninety seven. Then he, I think he just got lazy, or maybe he just it was another iteration in his autograph or whatever. Well, I mean, he was definitely fighting with Upper Deck at some point because, like, there was talk that he wasn't going to finish the the redemptions. Yeah, his his autograph almost turned into like a no name basketball player autograph. You ever see some of those NBA autographs? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Freaking line. Yeah. It looks almost like Arabic, just a line with a circle or something. It's like yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see how like that transpires like over, I mean, assuming he continues to, to play well. Yeah. Um, especially because there tends to be like a negative connotation towards sticker autographs, right? Like uh, generally speaking in the market, people want that on card stuff because the player actually touched the card and you know, like it's like, it's like yeah. meant meant for that specific card. It passes the Holy Spirit to the exactly, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So just in case yeah. you go play Shinny later, yeah, you're you you get you get a little bit of Kaprizov before you go out there. Oh man, do you don't think Kaprizov is a little scary to collect, man? He's like 26 years old, you know. 
I mean, he's an overager think, from Russia. Like, no disrespect to any Russians. No, but, no. I mean, I, I think, uh, I think that as of no fault of his own. I mean, he was discovered late, and also, like you say, the, uh, the whole like Russian, uh, uh what's the word I'm thinking of? Uncertainty. You it's, know? Uh, for me, it's less the uncertainty and more the fact that. I, I just don't think Russians get the same love as like like in the True. hobby. Like I, Swedes, oh, yeah. Swedes are people love them for some reason in the hobby. They love them. Uh, like Pedersen's got a, like a thorough, uh, like a crazy amount of PC. I mean, obviously we have Matt Sandin in Toronto, like Peter Forsberg, unquestionable. You know, like Nicholas exactly. Lidstrom there, and but even like Lidstrom stuff is still pretty cheap to be honest. It's actually funny that you said Pedersen because I, when Pedersen came out, I probably was his biggest collector. Really? I don't mean like throwing stacks on RPAs. Yeah. But at one point, I had probably 40 young guns of his. Uh, um, now, now I have about 20 true gem, 25 true gems, 9.5s, but I have six BGS 10s of his. Wow. Because the... The reason I'm so keen on them, and I might spoil the mystery here, is that there is no black label in Pedersen's year for the Pedersen Young Gun. Really? So it is the top. So if you see a BGS 10 Pedersen, it's the top grade. We should also probably talk about this. So one of the reasons why you and I got so close, aside from like me running into, into in, you, running into you at a bunch of shows, was you sent me <laughs> the there's a list that you have that's an independent list that you have created. Of all of the the BGS black the black label McDavid's like the the BGS tens and and the pristines and one of the things that was most interesting and that you you pointed out to me is that it looks like from the serial numbers of I think it was sixteen or seventeen of them yeah there, there's a row yeah there's a row of like. I'd say 20 cards. So, and you can tell this by the serial numbers because they all go like 01, 02, 03, all the way up to 20. There's about 20 cards of which I think 16 of them are either BGS 10s or black labels. And that accounts for a significant population of McDavid's BGS 10s and black labels. And you actually brought that to my attention. So I want to thank you for that. But also I want you to kind of talk about how the fuck did you acquire that information? So that was by chance, but it was also, so my background is like, um, I'm a math professor, physics stuff, whatever, but so like, you're I, cheating, I love, you're cheating, basically. I'm a G, yeah, cheating G. No, you're che- yeah, yeah, you're, che- <laughs> you're cheating in the sports card space. You're like, you're using, <laughs> <laughs> you're using quantum physics to cheat. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what happened was this, okay. I always wanted a Matthews Young on Black Label. So then a very, very kind person in the hobby. I met him uh, in person and I bought a black label canvas off of him. I still have it in my collection. So then I said to him, I go, I want a young gun black label. Do you have one? I go like in a trade or something. And he's like, he's like, I don't have one, but be careful. I go, why should I be careful? And he's like, because apparently there's some, some kind of nefariousness to a couple of them where they, you know, they, they shouldn't have been blacks or I don't know, the, you know, and I don't want to put words in this guy's mouth. No, no, that's okay. I yeah. just know that there was something shady. And that was told to me from a super, super high-end Matthews collector. Like yeah. this guy had like everything. He had the clear cut. He had the high gloss. He had everything. So anyway, um, 
I took a, I took a step back and I go, well, what about McDavid? I go, cause I looked at the Matthew serial numbers because a friend of mine found a list with a, and a forum online somewhere that talked about the Matthews business, but I don't want to do speculation. So I was like, let me check McDavid. No, that's okay. Yeah. So what I, I just did that, I just went to Dave McDavid, I went to uh, BGS and then I searched BGS 10 and it didn't differentiate between gold and black. I think it just gave you all the tens. I exported it to the spreadsheet, sorted it by uh, serial number. And then I was like, and then what I did was I did a difference. So you like, like another column with a difference. And I was expecting to see like between a 10, each 10 or black label combo, whatever. I was expecting to see like, you know, 5,000, 10,000. Well, yeah. I mean, given the proper points, right? like and that, there's so but, many more like yeah. nine fives than there are tens. So that would make sense. Like, just when I did that search, I think it had crossed to 10,000 graded McDavid's on Beckett only. Yeah. Never mind the or whatever. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, there's like 500-ish uh, 10s and about, and there's 35 black labels. So I want, what I was curious was the differences, but also the, I was trying to anticipate like a frequency, like a, a certain, there's a distribution and stats for that to see like what would be the next one. Yeah. So that I could be like, just as jokes to be like a, a psychic and tell my friends, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you know, there's gonna be a black little McDavid in in, in like in in the next so, forty five yeah. McDavid's. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, uh, that didn't that didn't well, obviously didn't come to fruition. That hasn't been a black label in a long time. But uh, the uh, the the consecutive nature of the numbers just perplexed me. So then I was like, I made the deal, and I had already, I had already gotten the one that I have, and I was like, oh my god, is mine on that list? And then I looked and it, it wasn't, it wasn't in that chunk of data. Mine and the, there's a gold label that's consecutive to it, but that's like, whatever, like. Yeah. Could have just been like this, like a guy who really knew what he was doing in terms of well, submitting. Look, I, I had, like I said, I had like a, a, I have a stack of Pedersen Young Guns. I sent them for grading and essentially if it did not pass 60X magnification on corners edges and, uh, and then the surface shininess, you know, like for scratch or whatever. Yeah. If those weren't, I don't want to send a card in on the speculation of corners, edges, or surface. Grading, uh, grading for centering is sometimes subjective, whatever. Of course it is, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I want to get nine fives on those subcategories. So Pedersons, I'm not sending in the ones that have even like one speck of white. Like I would take them to a show and I would trade them with someone and tell them that there's a speck of white on it. You know, it's not a 10. Yeah. But yeah, like. I but think you're saying it's not a BGS 10. Yeah, BGS. Yes, yeah. yes, which yeah. is very important designation, right? Like because, I mean, that's a whole another step. Like, that's fucking nuts that you're disclosing that to someone, right? Like, people normally like it's not a PSA ten. It there's a good chance that those those that you're trading with one spec, like they could be PSA tens, given the fact that like a PSA ten is not an immaculate card. You know what I mean? But a, a BGS 10 is, is I think, a lot harder. I mean, not I think. Look at the numbers. It's significantly harder to hit a BGS 10 than it is to hit a PSA 10. Well, certainly, like, even for Pedersen, I, I know I don't know the PSA pop count, but I'm pretty sure it's over two 300. Uh, way, but way over 300. I'm going to just say that conservatively. Pedersen, yeah. BGS 10s is like 30-ish. I haven't checked it in a year, but it's probably like 35 maybe now, 33. It's it's It's, it's uncommon. Which is actually really funny. You know, like the, you know, there is a card. Uh, okay. This goes out people if they're doing this already and they want to grade stuff. Yeah. If you, if you bought a, if you bought a platinum card 
like a seismic gold or an emerald or like a super high value one that will is worth getting like that grading done. Yeah. They grade well from Com C though, or from EPAC. Really? If it's like it for some reason they grade well. Can't be this year though. Have you seen the scenery on this year's? Oh, they're garbage. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I'm thinking like okay, I got I sent in uh two Neilander seismic golds and a Tage Thompson seismic gold straight from EPAC, Com C, Flip, whatever. I got them from somebody through the through the universe of the internet. It was not no 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 Canada Post. You no weren't anything. you weren't looking at it, nothing. No. And this is my mentor friend that was like platinum over platinum over Com C is the bomb. So anyway, I sent all three of them in and they all got BGS 10. Wow. Really? And I'm like, the statistics on that are wild. Like a BGS 10 to a true gem 9.5 after scrutiny, my guess is probably like 10 to 1, maybe. Maybe more. Yeah. I'm just being like yeah. super. No, no, I know. Good. I know you are. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Have you, when was the last time you graded with BGS? Uh, BGS, uh, that was the the Thompsons and the, and the Nylander stuff. That was probably like February, March. Have you... So as a big BGS holder and a big BGS believer, how do you feel about what's happening with BGS right now? Like as a company, like, does that worry you at all? I think, I think it worries me in the sense of the recognition of the name. That's what I mean. But I think also, sorry, I think they're making like, I don't no, know if you good. hear that noise outside. No, you're good. Okay, good. Uh, sorry about that. I think that um, the recognition of the name will, will be sufficient for the long term. People are not going to forget the name, even if it's only like 20% or 10% or whatever the market is. Yeah. I think PSA is the one that I was kind of like worried about for a while because they were handing out tens like Oprah Winfrey was handing out, you know, stuff at her show when I used to watch it. <laughs> you get a car, you get a car, you get a freaking car. But you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I do. That's hilarious, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I. It's interesting. I have submitted to Beckett, I think, twice ever. And um, mainly because uh, for me, a BGS 10 is like so outside my scope. And, you know, like, honestly, like I kind of know what PSA is looking for, depending on the set and depending on like the specific card in the set. Like I've been getting really good at like hammering out which, like, I mean, I'm the same way with you where I'll find a player and or players and I'll, I'll just like start scooping up their raw stuff. And I'm looking for like, what, like if you look at that card over the course of, let's say you have 50 of them, you're going to kind of know what's wrong in general with that set. And with that specific card, like, I mean, for instance, like Caulfield's one for me where I've held so many like Caulfield young guns. So like, I can tell you that the edges on most of them are absolute shit, you know, like, and I know exactly where to look for them. And I also know that there's like a little bit of a buffer when it comes to like, like the PSA tens. Right. But the fact that you, you know, that for BGS tens is, is out of this world. And I feel like it would be a whole nother system for me to learn. And as a result of that, like, I'm not willing to, to risk it with on the BGS side, especially because, the difference in price, I mean, first of all, Beckett is more expensive to send to, period. Yeah. And so not only is it more expensive, but I'm also losing the potential uh, like liquidity and, I mean, equity to a certain extent if I get like just a, a true gem 
versus like that PSA 10? I have been I have been leaning toward uh, PSA in, in more recent uh, experience. And that's more so because I found someone that I trusted for the grading and, you know, someone that I know personally. Yeah. So I, I was doing a lot of deals with uh, this person and I said, hey, oh, you do PSA. Do you mind tossing in my stuff and your subs? And, and then he was like, yeah, that, I do that as a service, John. I was like, oh, OK, cool. So last show I gave him like 40 cards. But the the kind of uh, the the BGS nine five true gem and the PSA ten, you're right. There is definitely like a thing there, um, but uh, it's kind of weird because I, I kind of learned something new about this from my friend that does the grading. I sent in as an example four Matthew Kachuk uh, cards that were highly scrutinized under you know for to Beckett and I got yeah. I got four true gems and I got four nines. So then my friend goes, give me the nines. Because it's like an experiment for him, but also a flip. Yeah. So I gave him the, I, I, he, to grade, obviously. He's going to give him back. Yeah, yeah. I gave him four nines and I got three PSA tens. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, now I get the point. I get the point. My scrutiny is good enough for a PSA 10. Yeah. 88% of the time. Yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, better than that and the value and the, the whatever. So I think, yeah, I'm kind of swaying toward the PSA for some things, but like, the platinum stuff, I think I'm just going to keep on shipping them to Beckett. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And like, once you find a system, like, I mean, keep doing that system, you know, like that's kind of, that was my point. And like, one of the reasons why I won't even attempt a BGS 10 is because I don't, I don't even know enough, like in terms of what they're looking for and like from past BGS 10s of that card, you know what I mean? Like there's a bit, there's a bit of a, there's a, in my opinion, there's a bit of a fix going on there too. Like little, pop, little pop control. Yeah. I sent the Matthews um, Emerald to BGS in a sub with a bunch of stuff. And I sent a whole bunch of platinum Matthews, Marner, Nylander, whatever. And the, I think everything came back nine, five or greater. And, and uh, the Emerald Matthews, I was particularly keen on getting a high value grading from Beckett. In fact, I'm the only, I, the only thing that it had was a little bit off center on the back, the corners, the edges, the centering on the front. It was glorious. Like the card looks great, but apparently they gave a BGS 10 for that card. Someone must've handed in theirs just some, in a, in a, in a, within the similar time frame, And I think that they just took mine and the other guys and just kind of said, we were only going to give one 10. Yeah. So it's kind of like, kind of, kind of like spec. What's the word I'm thinking? Suspicious or whatever. Yeah. But that suspicion went away with the Nylander because they didn't do that with the Nylander. Yeah. But uh, I do think that they do something there with the, uh, like the cards that are of like lower numbering. I've, I mean, there's like rumblings and like you never know if it's true. Is that like they, like they give out better grades in person sometimes, you know? Like, really? yeah, I don't know. And recently they announced that there's going to be like this, grading uh like bonanza in las vegas october 13th to the 15th and so beckett is offering like this like vip grading experience where you can grade like it's like it's like a party in las vegas with beckett but also you get to grade your cards with them and one of the packages is like 7500 bucks to grade 50 cards i think it's like when you go to Louis Vuitton and they give you a, a glass of Perrier. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. gonna give you a glass of Dom. Yeah, exactly. 
And so, I I mean, you got to wonder, like, are those the events that end up with those, you know, that row of McDavid's where 18 of them or 16 of them have like BGS 10s or black labels, you know, like, is that, is that where the, the shit like this is taking place? Obviously I'm not, not saying that it is right. But I mean, when you're paying 7,500 bucks to go on this like VIP grading experience with Beckett, you know, like I, I would have to say that someone would be pretty pissed off if they get like eights and eight and a halfs and you know, like, because they're like, uh, oh, like I, if you wanted to grade one card at this show, it's 200 bucks US. Oh, and it's, but it's not like they don't do the, the PSA thing though, where they're like, um, the, the, what do you call it? The, uh, the boost or whatever it's called, the premium thing. What do you mean? Like if, if you know a PSA gives you a high grade for like a really good card, they charge upcharge you or something. No, there's no there's no upcharge, but it's just straight okay. up two hundred bucks to grade. Like yeah, if you want to grade, if you want to grade one card at this show, it's two hundred bucks. That's like a crazy math problem. Yeah, like all these matrices in my head now, trying to yeah, trying to see what what's worth it. There's this is where the the teacher in you comes out. Are you a teacher or a professor? I'm a professor. Yeah. There you go. I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm like belittling you by calling you a teacher. You know, no disrespect no, no. to any teachers listening, by the way. Oh, it's all good. No, I mean, my sister's a teacher. She's a principal now. Yeah. yeah. I, I did a I did a PhD in uh, in aerospace, but it's kind of like a combo of like uh, um, math, physics, and computer science. That's kind of where it was in the area of. And now you're out here chasing cosmic parallels. Yes, cosmic parallels <laughs> out of seventy five. <laughs> on card auto. <laughs> Like a leprechaun, you're chasing fucking gold. <laughs> you know, it's like I swear to God, whenever I see people going after seismic gold and think of leprechauns, I can't. I don't that's know. So funny. I'm not even. Do you, do you tell your kids that like you you're like big into hockey cards and like do they understand like like how big of a collector you are? I don't know. I, I'm actually I don't have any kids at the moment. None that I know. No, of. no. I mean, at school, man. <laughs> at school. At school, man. <laughs> this is your your my brain is here, and you just went. Like, yeah. No, no, I'd be like your students, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, well, sir, what's your best card? What's your best card? And then I'll be like, because, you know, at the beginning of the semester, I make a little blurb. I say, hey, everybody, my name's John. We're going to learn this and that. That's the midterm, the dates, you know, whatever. And I say, my hobbies are, you know, I like reading. I like the sports, hockey, and I like collecting sports cards. So the first lecture, the 10th lecture, some random will just say, hey, sir, I collect cards, too. What do you got? So then I'll be like, oh, you know, uh, it depends on how they ask the question. Like if my students, like my favorite card is like a Cole Caulfield rookie and he shows me a Cole Caulfield, I'm not going to do mega flex. And <laughs> you're not going to go, you're not gonna go to the safety deposit it. box like you went for it. No, you know? like, <laughs> no, it, no, it shows some respect, right? I'm going to go, I'm going to, oh yeah, I have an, I have a Matthews rookie, you know, yeah. I'll show him a picture of a young gun on eBay and I'll be like, oh, I have one of those, you know, yeah. like, I'm not, but like sometimes, like you're not gonna do what that guy did to you in that Tim Hortons. Oh my God, no, no, that that <laughs> that, 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 hey, that the the chance of that happening still blow my mind. That like, like, like they, they they blow my mind. I don't know. Nuts. And that's so, show yeah. me some stuff, man. You you brought it over. You yeah. threw it out of the safety deposit box. You gotta show some of this. Yeah. Off. So I, I just brought two of them. There's I have I, I was gonna bring the emeralds out, but emeralds are kind of whatever. I've seen I've seen the emerald. It's funny when I saw this when I saw the emerald cell, I was like, "You're the first person I thought of." I'm like, "This fucking guy." I was like, "This guy's fucking emerald." To to, to not to not to be honest with you, I think I'm gonna probably send it. I'm gonna give it to my friend to uh, resub a PSA 
go yeah. for the gem. Yeah. I mean, it's a true gem, whatever, hopefully. But uh, yeah, this is the, uh, I'll take it out of the container. This is the Connor McNuggets. Nice. Gorgeous. NFS. Uh, not for sale. <laughs> yeah. I get the shows. Why do you have NFS? Uh, not for sale. Yeah. But yeah, this is, uh, and I got a couple more. This is, uh, this this one's like my favorite card from like outside of McDavid. It's a uh, Kirill Kaprizov high gloss. High gloss. Yeah, this is this is his highest uh, grade uh, that I know of. I don't think there's a, a higher grade. And uh, this one I did a lot of trades for. And then this one I got in a show uh, about two months ago. I think I sent you a message about. It. I think this is like the prettiest card. It's got it's two faced cards, so it's hard. To, I'm gonna just anyway. It's autographs, okay? So it has a Ooh. it has a. That's Holland. That Nadal. That's Holland. Nadal. Yeah. Alcaraz. Yep. Uh, Burroughs. And then it goes nuts. Uh, Messi. Oh, there's Alcaraz there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Curry, Durant, and at the bottom there is uh, Leclerc. That's crazy. Yeah. So, it's 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 uh they're stickers, but and it's a leaf card. But, but still, I mean. Card. Think about it. Like, where where are you gonna find a card with eight autographs of like, just monsters. I mean, aside from like Charles Leclerc, like I I really you know, and he could become something unbelievable in the sport of F one. You know, I was but... telling, I was telling from the sport like uh, not Leclerc, but uh like from the sport side of it, I was telling like my nephew, I'm like, uh I think that the crappiest auto, and I mean that respectfully, yeah, the crappiest auto probably is the Burrow. From a sports perspective. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not really – I'm not saying because I don't know football, but, like, yeah. like Durant never signs. Curry's auto is pretty wild. Alcaraz is probably fire. Yeah. Messi's auto. Yeah, yeah. Um, Holland, I think it's between Le- Leclerc and Burrow, but I would I would say yeah. Leclerc personally. Yeah, see, like, I is I guess I'm not thinking F1's a sport, but I don't know. Not not like a sport, like, like a, you know, a ball and stick sport. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess so. I guess so. I mean, maybe, I mean, we've seen F1 cards go on absolute rips, right? So I don't know. Oh my God, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's cool that you have a a card like that in your like PC as like, and as a showcase piece, like, because I find that a lot of times people just kind of disregard Leaf as like, oh, it's unlicensed, you know, but like some of the cut autographs in Leaf, like Jackie Robinson stuff, like, I I don't think it matters that it's unlicensed. I'm like, this is like a cut autograph from Jackie Robinson, you know, like, he he wouldn't be licensed by the MLB anyway right now. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's I don't know what, and, what difference does they, it make? And they sell. I like I I did my due diligence. I got it. And I, I they do sell. Yeah. If you're on, if you see eBay auction, like that's an eight an eight whatever they call it eight way eight card oct- whatever it's oct- called oct- octograph. I think Octa, it is. Yeah. yeah. And and I think uh, I I did see one sell way higher than what i thought it would have sold for and i think the fact that it's one card versus like a booklet is like a plus for me you know like i'm not a big booklet guy the only thing was is that uh the uh the guy wanted a certain amount of cash for it which i didn't have that much cash and i had a table so and i was i usually do trades at shows not so much like anything else more like trading um so uh i had to give up my holland rookie to get it but that's what okay. What kind of Holland rookie was it? It was a it was a PSA ten Holland uh, Sapphire. The, just a base. 
No, the sapphire one, the blue yeah, one. Yeah, but like the, the sapphire base. Yeah, sorry. I see. I don't yeah. know squat. Like, that's okay. You know. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have done that, I think. That's like 600 bucks. The only thing I have at home other than this from soccer that's like impressive or cool, it might be very toxic to uh to some of the Portuguese listeners, though. I mean, I'm Portuguese, so go for it. So I didn't want to say that. That's, that's why. Okay. That's okay. You, the... you prepped me at least. I said it, I said it respectfully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have the uh, game program and the seat cover. And a stack of ticket stubs from the 2004 Euro final. Oh, I knew I'm you were going sorry. there too. I'm so sorry. I knew you were going there too. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably give a couple to this guy George. I think he doesn't know George as well. He, he's really cool. He doesn't yeah. show. He has like all the soccer and the yeah, autographs. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, here's a couple of stubs from the Euro. Why would anyone want that? Troll them I out. Know. I don't know. It's because these crazy Greeks. You know. Oh, that's what I mean, man. It's hilarious. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. That just okay. was a buzz right. kill. I don't buzz think Greece, I don't think Greece has qualified for the World Cup since. So you know they did. Or, they made the World Cup. Did they win? They, they, yeah, they they came second in the division in the in the in the round robin with the whatever you call it, the group stage. That was a Euro Cup, by the way. Sorry, no, the World Cup. No, World Cup. That, but 2004 was the Euro. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I fucked that up too. But yeah. but what I got pissed off with Greece was this: they had they had uh, they made quarterfinals against Costa Rica. Costa Rica, I believe, had the one of the best goalies in the tournament that yeah. year. I'm talking like twelve years ago or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they or eight years ago, and and they had extra time, and the Costa Rica got a red card, so they're down a man. And Greece had it on the platter now. Like, oh, just put a fucking goal in the net. I mean, they can't score anything. And they lost. Headers. They, went, they lost on kicks. They can't score anything but headers, though. So that's yeah. They don't know, you know. That's it. That's, that's the the magic black. <laughs> i love it yeah brother i am so happy you joined us today thank you so much for jumping on i want all of our listeners to know exactly where to find you uh maybe they can learn a little bit of you know math some of the math that you do when it comes to sports cards maybe some other stuff where can they reach out to you where can they find you give yourself a plug right now oh i just want to say thank you man coach you're the best of course i appreciate I, you man. um uh, the uh, the weight is like Instagram and on YouTube it's Doctor Gatsis. How do I spell that? Oh, uh, uh, G A T like Tom S I S. Perfect, perfect. And they can reach out to you for emeralds, maybe some. You know, like I said, they can check you out in terms of some of the, your your math related stuff, and uh, really get to know this awesome individual. I had the pleasure of sitting across from today. So, John, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Uh, so much. You're very welcome. Team, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Cardboard Coach. Please go follow Dr. Gatsis. And for now, John and Coach Co are out of here. Peace.